the heart of Southern California in sunny San Diego. United by Base is proud to present an audio experience like no other. In a world where political correctness has run amok, we say go fuck yourself. Welcome to Real Talk with Rita, with your host MC Rita and Ghost MD. That's right. Welcome back. This is Real Talk with Rita. I am your host, MC Rita. I'm joined by my companion, Ghost MD. Ghost, how you doing? Good. What up? What up? It's good to be back, man. Very good. Didn't think we were actually going to make it past the first one, did we? <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I think most people didn't think we would. And we got, we got some reviews to say that otherwise, too. Today, we're joined in the studio with one of my longtime friends, my business partner with uh, United by Base and SD Union. We love Base, Safari, everything in between. He's known as Garva, the Garv father. It is Brandon Garva. Welcome, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Good, man. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, glad to be here. Have you here? I'm surprised you're on number two as well. <laughs> right? No one thought we'd make it. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, you know. It happens. Before we go any further, we need to ask all of you to follow us on Twitter at RTW underscore Rita, R-I-D-D-A. Uh, that's where you can vote in all the polls for It's a Banger, to tell us that we suck, or if you think we're good, different guests you'd like us to have, any suggestions, feel free to hit us up there. That's where we do most of our social online presence. Uh, second, we ask everyone to have patience with us as we find our voice. We desperately tried in the first one. I wonder if you could hear that train that just yeah. went by. <laughs> uh, like we said in the first episode, we don't do podcasts. This is something new to us, and so we do ask for your patience as we find our voice and our legs through this. With that said, let's get into episode number two. Yeah. I'm going to put my dick in. MC Ritter. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in. And Ghost MD. We are here live at Spin Nightclub in San Diego, California. Uh, for our last event of the year, United by Base, that's right, Brandon. Yep. Uh, we have Nathan Barado in town uh, with Joe P., Maddie Ladd, and Delos. Uh, it's House and Techno Night. No snares to be found anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, speaking of the show uh, that we're here tonight, uh, Garva, what do you think? How, how do you think 2019 went for United by Base? You know, what were your takeaways? Uh, some of the good experiences you had this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think 2019 was a pretty good year. I feel like we we had a lot of momentum. We had a lot of really good shows. I think we got a lot of new fans this year. Um, you know, I feel like a majority of our shows, 90% of the people I had never seen before. So I'm really happy with our progress, man. Um, you know, some of the favorite shows of the year would have to be going back to back with uh, Ghost yeah. opening up for Calix and TV. That, that was, was probably my favorite. That was epic. Too. Yeah, that was a wicked night, man. The crazy night was pretty. Yeah, and then to get Pretty to go back to back with Rebel Lion for Craze, that was uh, those were those were big nights for me. So those were probably my two favorite moments of the year for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, how do you think it went? You know, I I think just like any other year, uh, there's there, there's always the goods, the bads, the ups and downs. I think this year with SD Union in particular, we, it was a really you know a really up year for us. It was a really good year for drum and bass. Whereas the house and techno, it wasn't as good of a year, but our presence was still felt, and we still made the mark that we, you know, set out to make. Uh, so I think overall, 2019 was another great year for the brand and for the overall growth of our community and following. So I think, you know, it was is overall great. And 
again, I think drum and bass exceeded all expectations this year as far as what we uh, what we saw. You know, yeah. we're definitely seeing our our crowd grow uh, with each show. Uh, it's not necessarily about the headliners as much anymore, uh, which is nice. Yeah, I would agree. I do have to say, though, when it comes to the house and techno side of things, I feel like, uh, you know, I think we're still making ourselves known in the scene and establishing, you know, the fact that we're not going anywhere for a while. That's and, for sure. um, you know, but I'm really proud of our whole State United brand. I think that's been epic. We've had some really great shows with those guys. Stay Bad and Flatline Presents, they're awesome crews, they're great souls, great people. You know, they're fun to work with. They share the passion and, you know, we had some, we had some really good turnouts. So, oh no, I definitely. Know. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to necessarily, uh, like, um, Make it make it out to be a bad thing. I just oh, yeah, think, I like, in comparison, uh, I was just saying. Oh well, yeah. If we're comparing our our house and techno side to our D and B side. D and B was definitely the strongest this year. I mean, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. We've we've had a really really good year here in the scene as far as uh, building. You know. Mm-hmm. And going forward into 2020, what are some of the goals and uh, expectations that you have for the the brand? Uh, some of the things that you're looking forward to, maybe trying to expand into or doing next year um i'm excited to build we love bass more than anything else really you know i think we've got some momentum this last show that we just did on november 16th it was a fun show everyone had a great time you know it was a good turnout and um i think uh i think we've got something really special there so i'm excited to build we love bass um there's some other aspects of the business that i definitely like to work on as well i mean you know you and i both talk about it a lot there's a handful of names left on our list you know our bucket list and i'd like to get those guys in in 2020 so yeah, we have our luck. ten year anniversaries coming up, you know, so it's gotta it's gotta that. be somewhat as special as I the can't five year. It's been ten years. I know, right? Ten years, man. That's, That's the union. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? It that really is, crazy. is. I mean, but it, what's what's really cool is that I mean, the three of us have been pretty much with SD Union since the very start of it, the very beginning yeah. of it, and you know, we've seen people come and go, but right here in this room is actually like I would say the core family of of the brand from the start essentially yep and it's it's interesting to see how sd union has grown uh from a small bar in hillcrest <laughs> you know with all locals doing anywhere from 25 to 60 attendees yeah if we if there was 75 people you know we were stoked and just it's crazy to think too about starting on a stage with just a table and speakers and that was mm-hmm. it it was just like okay we're gonna set up some gear and we're gonna play some music and have some fun to where now it's you know, trying to do themes and bigger productions and visuals, and it's it's just really cool to see the way it's progressed for sure. It's it's crazy to think about our humble beginnings, you know. Yeah, and well, I mean, speaking of humble, I mean, we stay humble too, though. That's one of the, one of the things I love about our crew and I love about uh, United by Base in general is it's, it's kind of sticking to our roots, uh, you know. And that's something that you and I both kind of instill into the the team as far as never thinking we're bigger than anything else or never trying to act is if we deserve anything more than anyone else, you know? Yeah. And it's one of the things I do love about our, our team because everyone works so hard for our brand. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, on a different level, you know, you've, I think, man, a lot, is, a lot has been going on in your life uh, in this last year. You had your second child. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's crazy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two babies in the house is just too much, man. Yeah. Is it, uh, um, how's that been? That's great. I mean, I, we're really lucky. Like, my son is, you know, he's super caring and all about his little sister. He likes to take care of her, and she, like, is always watching him, and they're starting to play together, and 
doing all sorts of cute baby stuff that is just crazy to watch, like, uh, the way he tries to, like, feed her and things like that. My sister's a total bitch, so we, uh, <laughs> I never had that close relationship. So to watch these two kids getting along so well, I'm like, oh, man, it's possible. See, my brother, my brother was super cool to me when no one was around, but the second his, his friends came around, it was the cool <laughs> syndrome came in, and yeah. all of a sudden he was too cool, and he'd let, he'd let his friends beat me up, he'd beat me up, and whatnot. So, I mean, that's cool to hear that you, your kids yeah. are getting along like that. Yeah, I'm an only child. That explains okay. a lot. I mean, <laughs> well, we were, me and Lisa talked about having another kid, and then we were like, "Nah, we'll just get a dog." And then we got a dog. That's kind of how you know Melissa and I feel. We have you know, yeah. two dogs. We're good. Yep. I get it when people call animals their babies. It makes sense to me. You know, so it's and it's, the animals that I've grown up with, they're my family too. You know, what I mean. Listen, I, I I freely admit this, and it, I'm selfish, and I I will admit this. I like my time. I like to be able to to travel, and even the dogs prevent us from doing yeah. a lot of the things yeah. that we'd like to do so like i can't yeah, imagine having children you know yeah yeah the, the only, at least the dogs can't talk back they don't have a voice to tell me Dude, my kid is starting to like she she'll say no it isn't to like anything <laughs> like it, it can be we could be standing in the pouring rain and i'll be like it's raining and she'll be like no it isn't well, I mean, I overheard on the the phone with you earlier how when she was she's like, I don't feel good, and you know, and you're like, that's what she just says when she's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Or when she just wants anything, period. She'll be like, I don't feel good. And you'll be like, What do you want? And she'll be like, Ice cream. And I'll be like, That's that's not going to make you feel any better if you don't feel good. I don't know where she got that from, but I find it hilarious. Because at first, me and Lisa were super paranoid, you know, like, oh, my God, what's, what's wrong with our kid, you know? Like, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. She's not feeling good, like, every day. And then, like, one day she said that, and I just asked her, I said, what do you want? And she's like, soda. And I'm like, you don't, you're not feeling bad. You just say that to get a soda out of me. Yeah. They um, manipulate you, man. They, well, they, they, they find ways. Well, the other day I got her really good because, like, she's like can I have a french fry? And I'm like, yeah, but they're really hot. And she's like, no, it isn't. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Go ahead and stick it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, went to put it in her mouth, and she was like, daddy, that's hot. And I'm like, yes. Uh, see? I told you so. It's so crazy to think that you're a dad. Yeah. It's, it, it's terrifying. It's, like, baffling, but also beautiful at the same time because it i've seen a change in you from like there's definitely there's definitely uh club rave patrick (laughs) and then there's dad patrick yeah it's so and that's cool to see and it it gives me hope that i can have kids too yeah well (laughs) there's no hope for you i'm actually a lot easier than i thought it would be it's just hard when um like, they push you way past your, like, tenth nerve. You're like, stop. And they keep doing it, and you, like, start to get a little madder. And you're like, please stop. And they just no. look at you and just keep doing it, with, like, staring right in your face, just laughing <laughs> at you. And you're like, you get to that point where you're like, dude, I'm a f- I, I want to hit you right now. Like, I want to slap you in the face. See, that's, that would be my problem. I'm going to push you down the stairs. But <laughs> I'd end up going yeah. to jail. No, we don't, we don't really hit our kids. So we just put her <laughs> that's in a good. Room. That's good news, dude. Well, I have like threats. I threaten her with violence constantly. <laughs> like, that that I, I do this where I like I put my hands up like I'm gonna choke her. You know, like I'm gonna choke you. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. She's, uh, she's definitely my kid. And we That's for damn sure. We definitely have wars on who can be the most annoying. Like, yeah. Definitely. I wouldn't doubt that. I win. MC Rita. They're like, how do you name or to get sexual? Well, because everyone's going to get sexual. It's New Year's Eve. And Ghost MD. Yeah, well, do you know how hard it is to snort drugs when you smell a shit in the room? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I would, well, I would assume that that's probably pretty difficult. I, yeah. I assume that would be pretty damn difficult. Yeah. Welcome to Real Talk with Rita. <laughs> Uh, I saw an interview with DJ Cuber in High Times where he talked about the beginning days of Turntable TV and he said every time they were on acid, like all the time they would just go in there, take a bunch of acid, hit record and start scratching like on TV on, on San Francisco's like public access. That's crazy. Yeah, it was called Turntable TV. I don't know if I could like perform on acid. That's See, I can, but it, it I have to get Yeah, it's a little much for I me. I have to get past that first 4 or 5 6 hours, but <laughs> after first, that the first you know, like after that, like I literally get this thing where like I feel like I can't fail no matter what I do. Like I like I have done things like you know when you try to throw a cigarette in your mouth and catch it with your lip. Yeah, I can't do that. But when I'm trying, I can do that like every time, and I'm like shocked by it. I can just sit there and throw cigarettes at my face and then laugh. It's a gift. I can spin on acid, but I yeah, always second guess myself. Dude, I would love for you guys to be on acid. This would have been even more fun. So the whole goal was just to get him drunk, right? Because yeah. Because that's like, because the more drunk he gets, the more hot takes come out, like loose lips he gets. Just yeah, like, of course. And accents. Like, all of a sudden the guy has accents and you're just like, okay, great, cool. Oh, yeah, I can actually do like, pretty much any voice that I hear. Like, ridiculous. Like, I, I used to sit there and do it in school. You sound like Australian. Pretty much, yeah. Right now. I can do it right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was, was really good, wasn't it? I'm impressed. Wow. No, but for the most part, what I'm not, what I'm not like totally put on the spot as uh, 15. <laughs> Australians, not one of my best. 16 minutes. That was good. That's good. Like, I can. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was uh, listening to what was it? A stupid song. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. But you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I, I was trying to mimic it as much as I could, and my daughter didn't think it was as funny as I did. You know what didn't make it episode one? What's that? Was our top five places we hate to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I love pooping everywhere, so no, no. Mission I, don't have, Beach. I don't have a top five. It, yeah, it was, Mission Beach dude, doesn't it have was, like doors on Patrick, the stalls. Patrick and was so specific. It was people. a porta potty at EDC 2000, and what year was it? It was literally a certain year. Yeah, I think it might have been. Dude. Been. Yeah, I, that was going to oh, be no, one of the ones no. for sure. EDC 2010. Uh, Dude, I went to a festival and took some acid at the very beginning of the day. And uh, it was like an hour in, and my acid kicked in. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I got to take a shit, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, damn it. And so I go over to the porta potties, and like, luckily it's still early in the day, so they're clean, you know? And I get into one of these porta potties, and I shut the door, and I go to turn the lock, and it only turns like halfway, three quarters of the way. So you can see, like, it's mostly red with a little bit of green, but it's mostly red, which tells you it's occupied. And I'm, I'm starting to fry, and I'm sitting nah, there bro, taking you're a shit. And all of a sudden, the door like gets pulled, but it doesn't open. And I'm like, oh, good. And then it gets a second pull, just rips open, and this chick is standing there, and I'm just like, what the f? Like, you know, I look at her and she's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, dude, like, 
she had to rip the door. Like, she couldn't just pull it open. She had to rip it open. She really wanted to get in there. Anyways. Yeah, and the worst part was that, like, there were tons of porta potties around me that were open. What she just chose my specific <laughs> of course, one. Of course. Of course, she gets the guy on acid trying to drop a deuce. <laughs> so, <laughs> just totally threw me in a funk after that. I came back over. I'm like, man, I feel exposed and violated. So, Gar- Garva's number one place he doesn't want to poop is at a rave, right? Well, I mean, I will, and I do. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, for sure. <laughs> then what's your number one place that you'd hate to poop? I mean, that is my number one place I hate to poop. But I'm just saying, you got to do what you got to do. Right. I usually leave the porta potty unlocked. <laughs> you want I people usually, to come yeah, in? No, I usually leave the porta potty unlocked so that people Why? get a nice surprise when they open the door. You're My butt, bro. That's that's that face. is so fucked up, dude. Do you want, You're the last thing I want to open a, a yeah, pot, right. porta potty <laughs> door to rave and see. And it, it, well, okay, a couple factors go into that. It would be what time I'm seeing you at. How many? <laughs> because if it's late in the night and, it depend, and you've already gone through all your drugs, I do not want to see you, dude. Because you're the last person I want to see. I've carried you around parties at, like when you're a, a limp noodle, have. bro. That was a long time ago. Last episode, he told us why he started spinning liquid is because he started doing lots of ecstasy. Yeah, definitely. yeah. That's why he started. He's like, I just started, you know, just taking lots good. of ecstasy, and I just kind of wanted to hear some liquid. nice, pretty shit. <laughs> Can we wait. see the lazy river that we are doing tonight at Spin Night Club has oh. welcomed in our good friend Cameron Burncam. What's hey, happening? Hey, what's up? How you doing, brother? Ooh, doing great now. Got so, the spotlight. Sounds good, right? That's what I wanted, you know. Well, welcome to Real Talk with Rita, brother. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, you have to go work the door here at our super smashed out end of the year extravaganza at Spin Night Club. Uh, one thing we're going to ask you is, you know, what do you think of the year? At you and I by base. How, how did you think everything went? You know, what are your thoughts, brother? What was your favorite show? Ooh, so favorite show, Calx and TV, three versus three. That was just an epic setup. Ooh, award. I win. Uh, yeah, that was pretty epic. It was just cool to see them like DJing against each other with each other. It was yeah, pretty the, sick. The six, <laughs> six CDJs was a little much, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I was like looking down, like, I can't even reach the end. I'm short, but, you know, still, I can't reach it. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Epic. So that was a good one. But overall, we brought some pretty good talent this year. It's pretty sick. Uh, you know, uh, We Love Bass was pretty fun. Good vibes over there as well. But, you know, I thought we focused on some good talent this year. You know, we brought a lot of people to our drum and bass shows. So I was pretty stoked on, like, our turnouts. I feel like we just keep growing and growing. And people keep, like, magnetizing around our crew and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool to see that growth, you know? Hell yeah. Top or bottom? Dude, top all the way. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right, baby. No submission here. That's right. Well, Burn Cam, thanks for joining us. Just like the Lazy River brought you in, it's going to take you right out. In and out, just like I like it. That's right, baby. This is Real Talk with Rida on the United by Base Network. Every song I download has to pass a series of rigorous tests to answer one simple question. Is it a banger? That's right. Back by popular demand, the smash hit from episode one, Is It a Banger, where our guest and Ghost MD pick two tunes, one they think is a banger, one they think is not a banger. They compete online on the Twitter polls. You decide who the winner is. Last month, Ghost MD swept the competition and is in the lead so far. His Both of his tunes will go on to the Master Tournament at the end of the year. So, pretty excited about that. 
<laughs> so Patrick, introduce your tune for the banger category. My banger is by Matt Zoe. It's called Games, and it is amazing. Here we go. Nice one. Yep, it's heavy, it's funky, it's got everything I like. Hell yeah. Garva, you are here to upset the champion. What do you have for the banger category? I've got Fibes started this fire. It's a sick tune. We'll see how it does. You started this fire. Nice. Definitely a banger. Definitely a banger. Ooh, two good entries this All right, month. I got a shot. Dude, that got was a shot are, taking the king down. These are good ones, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Uh, again, we want to remind everyone that you can vote on these two tunes at our Twitter at RTW uh, underscore Rida, R I D D A, on Twitter, and go vote on the polls. Uh, again, whoever wins this will move on to the Master Tournament at the end of the year where all the great tunes will go up against each other. Now, let's get into it. It's time for... It is not a banger. <laughs> right. Ghost MD, what is your entry into... It is not a banger. Happy Together is the name of the... It's that old... So happy together with like... Uh, I think it's called Tantrion Remix or something, but... It's, it's very jump up. Very. All right, here we go. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold you tight. So happy together. It's not a measure. I call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me. And lose my mind. Imagine how the world could be. So very fine. So happy together. God, I just can't imagine how many tunes you guys have to go through to find these crap. Not as many as you think. Yeah, well, <laughs> the first time I looked for weeks, like I was like, I was dedicated to finding like 
it. But it was funny because pretty much one of the first ones I clicked on was it, and then I just went through a bunch of other stuff that didn't make the cut. (laughs) 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 If that's what you want to call it. Oh, my God. Uh, So, Garva, what is your tune into the... It is not a banger. My (laughs) tune is by an artist that... I believe is DJ Slash. He's got a bunch of Spell numbers. It out. You gotta, you gotta. What is it? Five L four five H. So I think it's DJ Slash, and uh, the song I believe is called Cloud One. Once again, there's a bunch of numbers in there instead of letters. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, DJ Slash Cloud One. Here we go. That was fucking terrible. I'm the best at shitty music. (laughs) It is not a banger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so. Oh wow, great entries into. It is not a banger. You can vote on these two terrible tunes on Twitter. Once again, that's RTW. Uh, underscore Rita R I D D A on Twitter. Make sure you go vote on these two terrible tunes on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm kind of lost for words. <laughs> Those are, but Patrick, I think you might be in trouble. Yeah, yeah we'll I, see. They were both pretty bad. Yeah, so I those think are terrible. I guess but it depends it, on which one you hate more. Really. Mine's all like happy, and then yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to wait. Sorry, to DJ Slash. <laughs> I feel like an asshole right now, yeah, but you know. Sorry, guys. Gotta do what I gotta hey. do. Well, the best was uh, I'm like, Kinda hey, who is it. this DJ 5LA5H? And you're like, you mean DJ Slash? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's got definitely. It is not a banger. That's right. All right. <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. You're listening to Real Talk with Ridder. Keep it locked. Patrick, how you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Just took a stroll through the uh, the club. We're there. We were trying to get there, and now we're there. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> we're there. Now your co-host is here. <laughs> now we're here. Well, look who decided to show up. It's gonna get sloppy from here on out. Well, speaking of sloppy, Patrick, do you have that uh, that tweet by DJ Carnage uh, <laughs> readily available that you can read for us? Yeah, please pull that up. And in the meantime, I'll, we uh, remind everyone to follow us on Twitter uh, and social media. Vote on our Twitter polls. Uh, this is Real Talk with Rita. I am MC Rita. My co-host goes indeed this week, month, where we're welcoming in uh, my business partner with United by Base and SD Union. I like your intro Garba. to Ghost MD. What do you call him? Like San Diego's oh, favorite yeah. asshole? <laughs> San, <laughs> San Diego's favorite asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's true. When you well, said it, yeah, a, I was like, yeah, no, that sounds right. Sounds that's about right. A, that's a funny thing that I, I find because I can be kind of a prick, but like nobody really seems to be bothered by it. Like, I think everyone's just well, come accustomed to it. Well, well even I, when you are bothered by it, like there's like a at least I'm speaking for myself. 
like in my earlier years of knowing you, I'm like, this guy is just he can be a belligerent asshole, but like I respect it because you just don't you don't care. You're well, just like I'm, I'm gonna say whatever years, I want to like, say. You're like, does Patrick not like me? <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so here's the funny thing about that. So literally. Almost every single month, at least once or twice a month, somebody will come up to me at a party that I don't know and be like, dude, you don't like me, do you? And I'll be like, what? Like, I don't even really know you. Like, how the hell did you come up with that? And all these weird things. And, like, one person actually said something. They were like, well, you just seem really distant, like, every time we talk. And I explained to him that, Pretty much every time we talk, I'm probably pretty f***ed up. And uh, I have this weird thing about looking people in the eye. Like when I'm, you know, like... Yeah. So I listen to what they say, but I don't really look at them or... I get the same thing uh, from time to time with our events. Uh, It's, you know, I try to explain to people all the time, like, listen... When we're throwing SD Union or our UBB Presents or any one of the number of events that we throw, it's we're in go mode. And when you see me running around the club and it looks like I'm pissed off, I'm not pissed off. I'm just I, I'm in a one-track frame of mind of I need to get this done right now. If I don't, I won't get the next five things done. Yeah. And so I get that all the time from people too. They're like, you know, you don't like me. Like when when we. When we talk, it's just briefly, and you just seem distant. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm thinking about the the 50 things that need to be done at our event at the time. Because you know, it's the doors don't just open, and the DJs uh, don't just show up on and their own. And then we can party, right? You know, the you know, there's yeah. a lot that goes into the back end of this stuff. Uh, you know, and and the coordination and all the stuff. You know, and that's why I'm so thankful to have you know Garva as my business partner, Ghost as the stage manager. You know, it. it makes things so much easier. I couldn't imagine trying to do this whole sh- like this whole charade on our, on our own no like, way. by myself. It's fucking insane to think of that. Well, um, the whole time we've been doing this, like every month I pretty much get to meet one of my favorite artists, you know. And I don't know what they went through the night before, you know, like I don't know if they're like struggling to make it or whatever. A few have been kind of quiet while I was trying to talk to them, but I didn't really take it as like, oh, this guy's an asshole. You know, like he doesn't, you know, I just figured shit, maybe he had a rough night in LA last night. You know, like I. No, I, that's, that, that's, that's totally the best way to look at it because we've, at least we as the people who pick them up from the the hotel or the the airport we get a little bit of a little bit more inkling into how they're feeling or what they've been through the night before whereas you know you you, you don't get to talk to him as much as we do necessarily and so you don't you know i can see where that you probably feel a good thing <laughs> like uh, oh my god man when i when i met spectre soul guy i fucking went full nerd on him i, I was like Hey, uh, I really love all you guys' music, and who writes the songs? Do you guys write the lyrics, or do you sit down with the artists and write the lyrics? And I really love all the lyrics, and, you know, a lot of producers, they don't really do good lyrics, and you guys have really good lyrics. And he was just like, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to stop bothering this guy now and just go away. I can't tell you how many times where I'll, I'll be talking to one of our artists, and then 
they'll be saying something about like they oh I met this guy earlier or <laughs> had this encounter with this guy and and then you know I'm like oh here here's my stage manager Patrick and they're like that's, that's the, the guy. guy. <laughs> oh no, that's our He's guy. my stage manager. Well, some of them really love me. Um, no, I it, and I, I'm just I'm just giving you some shit here. Well, Bookham, yeah. Bookham loves me. <laughs> that's hard to say. Well, that's that's hard. He's told me that on a couple of different occasions, but like uh, I've also been chewed Mason. out a uh, couple times here. He's a man that knows what he wants. He's very particular. Oh, that's for sure. Well, but he's a great guy though. Once you get to know no, him, no, I love know, like Danny, I love Danny's Danny. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very great guy. He's very nice. But he I just knows what he wants on stage, and he wants it set you know, his way. He's very particular. Yeah, he's very very. I can't blame him on that. I he really knows can't. way too much too. That's like that's part of the issue. You know, he comes down, and I have we ever had anybody else want to do a sound check at our night? Like ever? Only a couple people have asked, but. Not many people have come through and really like followed through on that request. The only other person really uh, is Hive. Yeah, I, I, can, right. I mean, we've had Cubert. We've had, I mean, I mean, even when Calix and TB were on six decks, they didn't even come through for a sound check. I would I mean, like to think that part of it has to do with you know the agencies letting them know because we've worked with a lot of these agencies for years, so. I'd like to think that they play a role in letting them know, hey, these guys know what they're doing, don't worry. So maybe that's part of the reason why they don't feel the need to sound check. So it's kind of ch- like going to an Insomniac show, you know? Not, not, not comparing us to them, but I'm just saying, like, when you're working with professional people, it's a lot easier you, to trust yeah, that they're going to do the job about. right. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, the first time we had him come out and he wanted to do that sound check, the first thought in my mind was... I wonder what it must have been like for these guys back in the day, you know, because the drum and bass room was always the shit room. They threw no lighting in there whatsoever. Like, I can't even imagine what these dudes had to go through back in the day with the decks and the needles and, well, and, the, and the terrible yeah. sound systems yeah, and, and MCs. And whoa, whoa, whoa. No, well, I, I mean, mean that. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> I'm joking, dude. <laughs> That shit makes it clip sometimes. Maybe, well, maybe you, know? you guys shouldn't yeah. f***ing redline, dude. <laughs> no, it's totally maybe you not back your off fault the mic, at all. You know? it's, it's all of our faults. No, I, I, I'm joking with you because, I mean, yes, I think MCs definitely add to uh, the clipping of a, a system in times. And that's where, you know, MCs need to kind of find their voice and learn that the music isn't necessarily about them, you know, and add to the music not be the music essentially I love having an MC in the set but it has to be at the right time you know it, it can't be too much it can't be too little and that's that's really the art you dude know, I, I the, feel naked without one like when I go out and play and there's no MC it's just a little bit weird like really? well it's a little bit weird because like it, I guess it's not so much now but like back in the day when uh we were doing Liquid Sundays and we were doing Wednesday nights. Like, they were always there. So, like, when they weren't, it was just, like, kind of weird. And I... Let me, let me ask you a question, though. Let me, let me ask you straight up. And, 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 and the reason I'm asking you guys is because you guys are the DJs here. Mm-hmm. I'm the MC, and so, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm biased and I have an opinion. But I'm one of those few MCs that is very honest about MCs. 
as far as learn when to be quiet, learn your range, just learn to shut the f*** up, you know? <laughs> I think that's the number one rule. But uh, my question for you guys is, do you think German bass is the same? Like, are German bass parties the same without an MC, without a good German bass MC? No, definitely not. They're not the same, but I think they... I think it, it comes down to the MC and the DJ. Like, there's, there's some sets where... Mm -hmm. How the well MC is so together? bad, yeah. The MC is so bad, but the DJ is so good. I'd rather just hear the DJ by himself. And there's sure. sometimes where the DJ is still good, but maybe not like epic. But the MC is so great, I couldn't imagine it without the MC. Okay, you know. So I think it really comes down to both. It's it's who's on stage performing. You know, what's what's their synergy? How are they working together? Because sometimes it doesn't work and it falls apart. And then you want it solo. But if they can vibe together, then it just makes it that much better. It's next level. So not only that. Opinion. When I first, for those who don't know, I played house for about six years before I started playing drum and bass. And one of the things that made me want to go over to drum and bass was the opportunity to work with MCs. And because I just wanted to be able to do more. And with house, there's really not much you can do. You could just play it, kind of, but. Drum and bass is one of the only things in the world where you can literally just stop the track and wind it a bit and then just play it again. And, like, those were things that, like, I, I wanted to get more involved with and be around. And I, I, I know I, I know where you're coming from. Because, I mean, one thing I've always said about the job of the MC, especially, and one of the, the, one of the things that I love the most about being an MC is that I'm that middle ground that interaction between the dj and the crowd mm -hmm. and so it, it, people live vicariously through me i'm living vicariously through the dj and we're all kind of in this synergy where i like i feel like that's missing it's a from carousel it goes up down round around <laughs> uh i feel i feel that's like a lot we talk about this all the time at the house shows where the crowds are so different and, and the vibes are so different Whereas they don't, you know, an entire crowd will have their back to the DJ. Whereas, you know, a drum and bass show, it's just, it, they're there for the for that music, they're there for that DJ, they're there for that MC, they're there for that talent, uh, and that's what they want. But I, the coolest things about an MC is that they can they can take a crowd, like where you have like take a DJ like Andy C, right? Andy C already takes you on a fucking ride, yeah. right? But if you add a proper MC like GQ, Armani Rain, Armani is probably one of my favorites. Any of those MCs, and you put them on an Andy C set, it takes it to that next level. And and that's why I kind of was alluding to earlier. Like I personally don't think drum and bass is the same without a proper MC. In my opinion, I think a, a party is not the same without a proper MC because. That's the, again, the difference between a crowd is when you have an MC who's really toasting a crowd and really being interactive with a crowd, getting that crowd to make noise, yeah. you, know, you know, step and repeat, follow. And, and I think that's such a different element that a lot of different electronic music shows are missing. Yeah, it's true. Well, I don't know if you know this, but you are the first MC I ever played with. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. You probably don't know that, but... And you are the first MC to ever give a mic to somebody who wasn't an MC in the middle of my set. So thank you for that. That was pretty and, cool. Actually. Oh, it was recorded too. So you can check that out on our, on our on our mix cloud. 
Big yeah. ups to Wolf. You Big know? ups to Wolf. Badass drum bass DJ, but you know, even better MC. Seriously, that's what I'm saying. This is Real Talk with Ridder on the United by Bass Network. One thing I wanted to get into uh, with both of you, because you are both DJs, and Garva, you're a promoter. Patrick, you're a stage manager. You guys have been around the production and. Um, the, well, not just performance, but the back end of throwing shows and and have you know certain concepts and ideas of how things should be. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because this week uh, DJ Carnage dropped a bit of knowledge on all of us, mm-hmm. you know, about how opening DJs should act. And uh, you know, Ghost, do you have that tweet readily available that you can uh, read? I do. Uh, please, and make sure to talk into the microphone. It says. <clears throat> opening DJ should always bang it out. The headlining DJ gets mad at you. It just shows they're insecure, and that one opening slot could be important in front of an agent or a promoter, so give it your all. It could make or break you. What were your initial thoughts on when you read that the first time? It's complete bullshit. Garva? <coughs> Um, One second. Blazing! <laughs> well, you're talking about an aggravating topic, so i got to blaze it a little bit and keep me calm. No, I get you. No, I mean, like, I, personally, I feel like there's, like, I like where he said, like, give it your all. You know, you don't know who's watching you. Like, you make sure you do a killer performance, but that doesn't mean you do it with just a bunch of bangers. Right. Like, like yeah, if you want to kill it, kill it, but put together a proper set at a proper time, but do it so well. That for that time slot, for that vibe, it's it's amazing. It's Just because you play chill music doesn't mean you're not playing a banging a good, set. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, no, that that was kind of like that was what I thought instantly. And as a promoter and as someone who you know uh, books talent all the time, we talked about this in the first episode last month about you know opening DJs at SD Union, you come through and you play a proper liquid set, your time according set, you're going to get to play later and you're going to play a better slot. That's what impresses me more as a promoter. And the whole like, oh, you never know what promoter or agent is going to be in the crowd that's going to make or break you. Well, that status, that Twitter status that he posted is directed only towards people who are playing main stages at festivals because let's be real they don't need a a midnight dj right like if you're gonna if you're a new guy and you're opening you're not gonna be playing that midnight slot with all those bangers so like i was more alluding to like let's just say like let's take edc for example right uh if you're playing the main stage as a drum bass artist and at, on, at EDC and you're playing at 2 o'clock he's that's that's where you're you know what it's out the f***ing door you're going to play every banger you want to play you know from here to kingdom come because yeah you are a headliner technically it's all headliners on those stages right Yeah. so even close. if you're opening it you're going to play what you're going to play you know but if we're talking on a local level and you're talking about a regional level like you can't expect opening DJs to come out and bang it out and that's one big one of my biggest pet peeves as far as opening DJs uh, here in San Diego or anywhere else for that matter is that coming in and playing you know heavy dance floor stuff that's going to be played at midnight to 1 to 2 a.m. you're playing it at 9 p.m. to a crowd of what crickets nobody I don't know I might have a little bit of a biased opinion so 
When I first started DJing, I could only play what I could afford to play. Like records were ten bucks, you know, or seven for I get domestic or whatever, and I couldn't afford to buy a bunch of liquid for the opening slot, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was rough, and I did that. I was that guy. I banged it out opening because I didn't know what I was doing. That is a learning slot. You're that they give you that slot so you can learn what to do. No, but you know what? Hey, more credit to you because that was back then where. You were only getting tunes through, mm-hmm. you know, when it was vinyl. Well, now, now I can now afford to buy whatever any, I want. Any DJ and... now has no excuse, especially in the age of ripping music for free, too, that people all do, you know? Yeah, e- even the people who aren't paying for music, there's no, ex- there's no excuse that you can't put together a liquid sl- set. And I brought it up in the first episode of how people have lied to us, you know, in yeah. the past and said they would play a liquid set and then come through and just bang the f*** out. Yep. And, you know, that have those people played for us again? No. No. Well, in my opinion, if you can't read the room, you probably shouldn't even be playing. Okay, but the here's... First, a, well, but, look. But if there's no one in the room, you know... So you should know that. You should recognize that and play accordingly, right? But... See, but I get the opposite. We, 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 we'll, we'll hear this. Well, if it's only my friends that I brought out that are there to see me play at, you know, 9 p.m., then I should be able to play what I want. And there's a small part of me that goes, you know what, I see where you're coming from and I get where you're, what you're saying. But what you you're don't... You're basically uh, auditioning it's not, well, it's not just for that. another gig. Just, so. it's, but it's not just that. It, it's, you're also setting the tone for the rest of the evening. And I can't tell you how many parties that I've been to from here to L.A. that an opening DJ starts off hard where then the next DJ feels like they need to go harder mm-hmm. and totally. then the next you DJ can't... needs to go harder and it, you've just set the tone for it to be a very aggressive, hard night where no one can get into a vibe and there is no vibe. That's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, to your point, when you're playing a festival like an Insomniac show, it's all headliners open and close. You're coming prepared to just hear everybody bang it out to the best of their ability. But when it's on a local or regional level, like a smaller show... If there's only one or two headliners, you know, the people buying tickets are there to see those headliners. And if you come in banging it out from the get-go, not only does everyone have to step it up, but by the time they get to the headliner, their ears are exhausted because they've just been banged out for three or four hours, you know. And then it it makes the headliner that you came out to see, their set isn't quite as special because it's like, oh, I've been listening to banging sets for four hours and now you're playing the same banging set. It doesn't make it special. It, It takes away from the act that you're there to see. So as a local artist, you should know that you're there to build the night you're there to build the hype and you know you can have a banging set without playing all the bangers and that's that's, that's the, the most skill. important thing i would say to people is like there is really great chill music dude every genre has good music even country has some good music you know you just got to find that and that's your job as a dj is to go find music like that's 100 percent, isn't that I mean, yeah Thing. like you're everything you do pre-night is more important than what you do on the night you know what i mean like yeah. i get you yeah oh well, yeah. here's what i do okay when i first started <laughs> djing there was this thing about like don't pre-program your sets i've seen those arguments for yeah you don't pre-program your sets you need to read the crowd you need to know what they were into and like i wanted to do that but I didn't want to have to, like, freestyle every tune and put on a song and then wonder, what, what am I going to do next? And then 
You know, I've seen I, people. I, I, eat. I would never be able to do that. I, I've, I've seen I've people put together a couple sets out of the music I've made, and that was hard enough. So I couldn't imagine just trying to freestyle and like, hey, I'm gonna just play this tune now. Yeah. yeah. So what I oh. do? Well, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I got used to it. It's, it's a little terrifying at first, I think, but you get used to freestyling. Kind of like sure. you as an MC, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you freestyle some lines. What yeah. I do is I put together we'll call them bars, bro. Sets of four. <laughs> I'll put together a bunch of sets of four tunes. Like so, yeah. I can play four, and if that's not doing well, I can switch it up, and I don't have to freestyle every track, you know. And I have. Four that go good together, and then another four to go to good together, and all I have to do in between is kind of find something to match those two, and it works a lot easier for me. And you don't, you still get that freestyle aspect where you can read the room, you know, and see if, if people are liking this four, you keep that four going. If people aren't liking that four, you switch to another four, you know, and you still get that freestyle aspect, but you don't have to wonder what you're going to do every single track. And it helped me so much, and it's just, I love it. I love DJing. I love this whole thing. I really cared about everything. Like, I really wanted to know, like, where does the sound go when it comes out of the mixer? What does the amps do? What are the, you know, like. I just want to know where this story's going. All right, it's going nowhere. <laughs> Are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put my dick in. MC Ritter. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in. And Ghost MD. We are back live from Spin Nightclub in San Diego, California. I'm here with Ghost MD and my good friend Garva. We are going to play a game right now. It is called... Let's play Knife to Your Throat. This is where we ask Garv a series of questions rapid fire. He has to either answer with one of the answers provided or yes or no. So we are going to get into this with the quickness. Are you ready, Garva? I think so. As ready as I'll ever be. Ghost, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You sure about that? <laughs> I am so ready. You got your questions ready? Almost have my questions ready. Are, the, are they on that? Are they in that phone right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you have your questions ready? Yeah, but right, I'm not well the one who's. About, I'm not the one who doesn't have a phone on because. Well, I'm, ask him the questions, and by the time you're done, my questions will be ready. The whole point is you're supposed to answer. You're supposed to ask. <laughs> All right, my questions are ready. <laughs> my questions are ready. All right, here we go. Let's play knife to your throat. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Faux or ramen? Neither. LSD or Molly? LSD. Jungle or DMB? DMB. Burrito or taco? Burrito. A side or B side? A side. Vinyl or digital? Digital. House or techno? Ooh, house. Vodka or tequila? Vodka. Top or bottom? Top. Strawberry or grape jelly? Strawberry. Best Mexican food in SD? Garcia's in Carlsbad. Sink button? Hell no. South Park or Rick and Morty? Oh, f- you. Um, South Park. I, would, I'm, I think I might have to say Rick and Morty. Do aliens exist? Yes. Jump up or Nero? Nero. Would you rather f*** a pig on TV or be eaten alive by wooks at a festival? Eaten alive by wooks at a festival. I'll go out going viral. <laughs> would you rather f*** Donald Trump or go back to Slovenia? Back to Slovenia. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You were the worst, dude. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are the worst. You're gonna have to give me a number. Bro, you need from to now you need to clean up your you need to clean up you your face to. right now, dude. Hey, hey. <laughs> you need to clean up your nostril and clean oh, up your shit. face. <laughs> Nobody can see this, right? It's all over. Hey him. guys. This is Real Talk with Ridder on the United by Base Network. All right, we're getting into the last segment of the show today. We have Garva here floating down the lazy river with us at Spin Nightclub for the second episode of Real Talk with Ritta. Uh, Ghost MD joins us as always, being everyone's local favorite asshole here in San Diego. Everyone's favorite. They still like me. I wish you could see the look on his face right now. <laughs> I wish you could see what's at, what uh, everything on his face right now. I'm still kind of <laughs> blasted by the whole thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you're pretty blasted. Well, if you're going to be prick, you better be funny, right? I guess so. I mean, okay. Well, Moving along. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk t- uh, to you about, Garva, is your new tune that you have recently gotten the masters back from uh, that you've been working with Ben Soundscape from Intrigue Recording out there in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. Uh, well, Ben and I go back, God, at this point, I think it's almost 10 years now. And uh, just a really good friend of mine, obviously a, a great producer, runs a killer label. and um, Very great person. Yeah, very great person. One of my favorite people, really. Um, but yeah, I got an opportunity last year to work with an artist in L.A., Alexa Villa, and she uh, sent me some of her music, and so I got to work on a tune and put it together, and Ben and Colette... Now, won. is that Linda Villa's daughter? Yeah, Linda Villa's daughter. Nice. Yeah, she's really, really talented. She's got a great voice, and uh, she's busting her ass up in L.A., working on making waves, and so she basically reached out and just said, hey, you know, I've got some music. I'd like to hear some electronic remixes of my stuff you know maybe you're interested so obviously i took her up on the challenge and uh got to work and last june ben soundscape and colette warren were playing for us they were on tour and i just kind of showcased the tune i wanted to, wanted them to hear it and see what they thought and ben liked it and so i said hey let's do a little bit of a collab here maybe you can put a little bit of your flair on it and so yeah he did and you know it came out really great and uh we decided to shop it, and it got picked up by Prestige Recordings, and it's going to be released sometime in the near future. I'd imagine in 2020 it'll be coming out. But we just got the Masters back, and I'm, I'm super excited about it and uh, honored to have it released on Prestige. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good tune, so I'm looking forward to making many more. I'm sure it won't be our last collab. Sorry if I just missed it, but uh, did, is there a release date set yet for it? Not yet. No, okay. I know it's coming soon. Um, I just don't know the exact date quite yet. And, and it's on Prestige uh, Recordings, right? Yeah. Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> Boats and hose. <laughs> Boats and hose, right? All right, well, cool. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Um, I remember hearing a little bit of it when you were working on it, actually, so when it was in a work in progress. And so I haven't heard the Masters in the full version uh, yet, so this is really cool, and I'm, I'm stoked to have your new tune. And again, what's it called? It's called A Good Life. And actually, Ben's been playing it out quite a bit, so it's been cool. It's been getting some good response.
I'm liking this so far. Yeah, it's so, sexy. That's right. We made it just for you. Soundscape, man. I love that guy. I yeah. love Ben. He's a very talented guy, man. Shout out to Colette, too. Yeah, yeah, right. Family. She's, she's doing big things, too, man. Hell yeah. KCDC, have you heard it yet? No. No, uh, she started a little group with, uh, what is it? It's, uh, oh my god, I don't even remember. It's, it's all good, that she does? Let's get back into this tune. Uh, there's like... most of the tune and then sent it off to Ben? Yeah. Um, well, I, I had written a complete tune, so I, I had made everything already, and then I just knew, though, that you know Ben liked what he heard, and obviously I'm, I'm an amateur producer, so I feel like there was a lot more that could have been done, and clearly Ben did that. So, yeah, I, I wrote a whole tune, and I gave it to him, and then I just told him, I, I trust him, obviously. I'm like, you know, tune it up however you want, add your flair, your style, you know, throw your classic sound on there, and he did, and like I said, it's I was happy with it when I made it, and then I heard it after he had, you know, put his hands on it. And I was like, Jesus, this is way, way better. So, yeah, it's definitely come a long way since when I first heard it. Back yeah, at your you, house. you heard it in the initial stages. Yeah, I was beginning to work on everything, and um, yeah, you know, it's definitely come a long way. Yeah, so. actually played it out one time when I opened for LTJ last October with Ghost MD and everyone else. I dropped that track. That's the only time I played it live, though, so. No, I'm still for you, man. Congrats. Good tune, man. Good tune. Thank you. Thank you. With that said, we're going to bring that down. And if uh, people want to find that tune... Where should they go to find you? Because I know the tune's not out yet and doesn't have a release date, but where can they keep up with you? Uh, Facebook, really, is the main spot, I'd say. Facebook.com slash DJ underscore Garva. Okay. Um, that'd be the main point. That's where I kind of keep everything going for right now. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, like he said, follow him on Facebook, guys. The Lazy River has just brought Evlo into the mix here. The one and only. The one and only Evlo. The one has been and floating only. down the Lazy River and has been brought in. Welcome, welcome. Hi, bud. Why don't you say hi to everybody? 
How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Evlo is one of our favorite people on Earth. We're listening to Garva's new tune right now with uh, Ben Soundscape. I love Garva and Ben Soundscape. It's true. We've cuddled many a times. There's also a party going on downstairs. I don't know what you guys knew. How is the party going on? Fucking dope. That's what's up. And when you mean dope, you mean like... It's like... Raging, right? For the record, he said yes. He said yes, so that's great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Garva, great too, man. I really appreciate you letting us play that. That was really cool. And just the word on KCDC is Christ, Colette, Warren, Inada, and Charlie Bricks. Okay. Thanks for the update on that. Appreciate circling back. This is Real Talk with Ridder on the United by Base Network. I want to thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining spot, us. Dude. Sitting in with uh, Real Talk for Rita. Yeah. Uh, Ghost MD. What are you at, number-wise? Let's take a tally. Uh, I went through two 24s and four Coronas. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's not bad. And well, uh, no, We don't need to mention that. It's all over your face. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there that I, I hope that... Uh, you know the crowd's on my side tonight that I beat the king because you know yeah I like to take the reins as champ. Let's, uh, let's upset the champ. I well, think I can be- oh shit! It finally happened to Garva too. This is the time for it to end because my mic just fell into my chest. Well, let's let's say uh, one last thing from Garva. Uh, any shout out? Anything you want to say last? Shout outs to our team, all the uh, all the promoters in the scene, all the fans. I mean, shit. Shout out to everybody, all the people tuning in. Got a lot of love for what we do here and. Of course, big ups to Ben Soundscape for helping me with that epic tune. And where can they follow you on Facebook? They can follow me on Facebook.com. <laughs> I don't know why you got to bust my balls Garba. about this. We had to at the end. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true, right? Just don't call him D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out. All right, late. So, yeah, we just want to say thank you, Garva, for being here tonight. This was a great second episode. We didn't think we'd be back here be very honest with you uh it's been a lazy river we've flown through spin nightclub from start to finish uh we're gonna go enjoy the last set of the night which is gop it's three o'clock in the morning here ghost any last words have you how what do you think of the second episode i where are we okay perfect (laughs) and until next time thanks everyone Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk with Ridder, with your hosts MC Ridder and Ghost MD.